I don't know. It's just like that, that saying, right? The Lord works in mysterious ways. <laughs> like, yeah. who, who would have, who would have thought that's, I like, guess that's, that's crazy. Welcome to the Call to Serve podcast. An inside look at missionary service and its lifelong impact. Welcome back to the Call to Serve podcast. Nathan here. Um, we have a, a special episode for you today. Um, we have a special guest. Her name is Tara. She's joining us on the show. How are you, Tara? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Um, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself, where you're from? Um, I hear you're preparing for a mission. Is that right? Yes. I'm going to Ohio, Cincinnati. That's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like when, when do you, when do you report? Um, where are you from? Um, yeah, just give us a little bit of background. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I got my call and I leave July 28th to the MTC and I get to actually go into the field August 16th. That's pretty quick. That is. Uh, yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, a little bit about me. I grew up with a big family. I have four siblings and step siblings on both sides. So lots of kids, super fun. Um, I love anything outside. Love to kayak, love to camp. Um, I went up to Logan and went to USU for a little bit and worked in special ed and did some jobs with that. And then now working in it and that's been really fun. That's kind of what I've been up to. That's awesome. That's so cool. So hang on. So tell me again, how long were you going to USU up in Logan? I went for about a year, year and a half. I took a break and then worked at Chrysalis and worked there for almost two and a half, three years. Okay. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. And that was, um, okay, so at that point, were you kind of like living away from, from home at that? Yeah, so that I graduated point? in 2017. Okay. And I went up there for a couple of years and then just moved back here. Oh, nice. Okay. With family, yep. That's awesome. Would you say that's kind of helped in kind of get, get yourself ready for, for the mission? Oh, for sure. I think that was a huge part of what prepared me things that happened up there. It's a that's big excellent. part of my story. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent. Yeah. You, you, you just mentioned it's a big part of your story. Um, well, yeah. I, that kind of leads into the, the other question we wanted mm-hmm. to ask is, you know, what, what led you to decide to, to serve a mission? Like that a mission was, was right for you. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, that leads into kind of my story and maybe I'll just dive into it is <laughs> <laughs> my story's a little unconventional a little bit, but when I was little, my parents got divorced, um, when I was in, let's see, elementary school and, I would say my siblings, we just kind of all went our separate ways. And I grew up in the gospel, but we all just dealt with it in a very weird way. Mm -hmm. And kind of fast forward a little bit, my brother that's younger than me got in a car accident and he survived, but it came with a lot of um, challenges and hardships on his Mm -hmm. part, but for our family too, and continue to. 
the years go on, but it led to a lot of um, um, us being offended by certain people in the church and um, you know, fast forward and I, before college, I went inactive mm-hmm. for a couple years and I was very angry at God and I was mad and asked all the same questions of, you know, why me, why this? And I think mm-hmm. we've all been there and yeah, definitely. I, you know, I was ready for a change and I went up to USU and I had a lot of things in mind and I went there with a lot of wants and mainly my biggest thing was this is going to be a clean slate and I didn't want to be the peacemaker of the family anymore. Um, It can get exhausting, but my main thing that I saw that would happen is, you know, I'm going to meet someone, I'm going to get married, I'm going to have kids (laughs) and that's going to happen. (laughs) So. Um, I know a lot of people can probably relate, but oh yeah, yep. You just never know. <laughs> so true. I dove right in. I was still pretty angry, um, and I just we kept getting bombarded with trials in our family. I was still very angry, and um, I kept getting hit with my own personal trials, and I think it was because I wasn't really listening, and I kept shutting out all the voices that I should have been listening to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, fast forward, I, um, at the end of my freshman year, I met a guy and I was like, Oh, this is it. I'm going to get married. (laughs) And so, (laughs) um, I, we got into a relationship super fast and I shed whispers that I probably should have been listening to. And, missed a lot of the red flags that I should have looked at and I saw this guy as um, someone that needed a lot of help and I wanted to be the fixer that I always wanted to be Mm -hmm. and um, you know eight months go by we got engaged and I didn't realize how unhealthy the relationship was until it took on me and Mm -hmm. um I ended up like breaking it off. And when I look back at that, that was the hardest thing I had to do. But one of the most ex- like spiritual experiences I've had. And it's prepared me so much for my mission when I look back. Because I remember um, when you asked me what's prepared me, um, I was driving back up to Logan that weekend. And um, he dropped me off at my apartment and it was Christmas Eve at fall because I'm horrible but he <laughs> dropped me off and I was just alone because no one you know everyone's out of town family and I just had all these thoughts going in my head and I you know I got this huge feeling and this voice that's been shouting at me for months of you know get out you gotta get out and this moment of the spirit just like overwhelming and I had like all these little spirits kind of around me that were my little kids and I was just like oh my gosh you know and just yelling at me like if you don't get out then it will affect us and I was like okay like I can't be in this relationship anymore and when I finally you know I broke it off and 
you know, moved on with my life the next two years until, or almost three now, and where I'm at today has taught me so much, (laughs) you know, I think really listening to God and his voice. And when you listen, things really fall into place. And it hasn't been easy. And I think we all want like our own path and we have a vision of our life. And I think, you know, trials will come all the time. They're not going to stop, but it's really who you have and the person you have, your life is centered around, which is Christ. Then everything will fall in place. And I think I've learned that that's what's prepared me the most, I believe. Wow. That's excellent. That's, that's an awesome story. That's, that's just so cool to see, I guess, the, I don't know. It's just like that, that saying, right. The Lord works in mysterious ways. <laughs> like yeah. who, who would have, who would have thought that's, I guess that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. So I, I guess my question is you, you mentioned that you, you know, for a time you were kind of less active and active mm-hmm. um, in, in the gospel and stuff and how, like at what point, did you like get re-engaged in church activity? Yeah. And in more, more importantly in the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think it was little things. It was really like being still and listening. But mm-hmm. I mean, when you're angry and when you're inactive, there's a lot of motion behind it and you're not going to listen. And that's one thing to know and to know about those around you that are inactive is mm-hmm. there's a lot going on and it's not just telling them go to church and they're going to go to church and be active again, mm-hmm. but it's going to take a while. And um, for me, it was little things that I had to build up over time. And the biggest thing that helped me was um one day I went to a state conference, which is rare. I mean, not a lot of people wake up and go. Yeah, even uh, even active yeah. members like <laughs> it's <laughs> hard. Prove that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went and um, I knew this guy that was talking, and he gave a talk on the Book of Mormon, and I really hadn't ever really read it, or um, I maybe read a verse every once in a while, and he said, kind of give a talk on the power of reading it daily. Like, all right, I'm going to try it. And so he, you know, during this time, I had some pretty hard roommates that were um, bullying me pretty bad, but I just didn't know how to get out of it. And I also had my mom told me the power of just opening your scriptures at night, whether you read them or not, just open them and lay them by your bed and they, they bring power. So I was like, all right, like, I just need something, something to keep going. Mm-hmm. And that planted the seed, I think, back in my heart of, you know, there was nights where I would be walking around campus and like crying and things like that. And I would just have it in my hands and just holding it to my heart, you know, and that's what kept me going. And I think forming that habit over the last four years has, you know, it has strength. It has strength in that book. Um, and just... I think the other thing I would say is getting out of my comfort zone. I am mm. someone that's naturally so shy <laughs> and I think building, building it up, like if it's hard for me to go to church, 
and sit alone, like in a singles ward, it's hard. And if you can go for 10 minutes, that's a victory. Or if you can go the next time for 30 minutes, that's a victory. Yeah, especially yeah. if it's a singles ward. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you have to build it up or know yourself and give yourself uh-huh. credit for what you're doing. And yeah. know that you're trying. And if you're trying, then I think the victories will come when they come. No, definitely. Definitely. I think that's a good point. Because <clears throat> I mean, we're all at different stages, right? Like we're all, you know, we all progress at our own pace. And God knows that. That's just why he, mm-hmm. you know, we all hear hear him in different ways. And so that's cool. Actually, and what, what when you were when you were talking about um, you know, going to the state conference and just, you know, trying what your mom told you, just about mm-hmm. opening your scriptures, just trying it. It made me think of um, a scripture in John where he talks about how pretty much if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, mm-hmm. which is basically saying like, if you want to know, just try it. And yeah. that's what you did. So that's just so cool. Just, <clears throat> I guess, just having that testimony so that, you know, having these experiences, so you'll be able to share them, you know, when the time's right on the mission, it's just so cool. It's definitely will, will help a lot for sure, because that's at least you know, in, in, in my experience as a missionary, it's a lot more meaningful um, whenever you feel what you're talking about is true and what you're teaching is true. And if you have that personal experience with it, it means a lot more like to you as the person testifying, but mm-hmm. like especially to the person that you're testifying to or that the Spirit's testifying to through you. So true. just like, yeah, I guess those, those heartfelt testimonies and the, the personal experiences that you, that you have and have had will definitely, mm-hmm. definitely help for sure. So thanks for, thanks for sharing that. Of course. Kind of going, going with that. Um, actually, you know, almost shifting gears slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to ask, what are you looking forward to most about serving a mission? Oh man, there's so many things. Um, <laughs> Just like top I, three. Top, top I know. Three. I think there's one that maybe not a lot of people will say at first, but I think the first thing is just starting a new chapter of my life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, exploring. I mean, there's so much to learn about the gospel. And I think the busyness of life, you don't have, or I mean, we don't put priority in it sometimes to learn Mm -hmm. and really engage in the scriptures. And so I'm excited. I know you're out there to serve people and to convert and do all those amazing things, but I am excited for that personal growth too, to really understand the scriptures more, um, learn and all that stuff that you gain. I'm so excited for that part. Cause I'm just like, there's so much to learn. So I'm really, really excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one that's a, thing. Yeah. Excellent. That's excellent. Um, I don't know. Another thing, I mean, I'm just excited to meet a lot of different people and I've just heard, you know, wherever you're called to, I know that you fall in love with the people you serve. Yeah. And I just, I know that's true. And I know there's so many cool stories that you have, like, I don't know, so many people have and their life stories. I just can't wait to like hear them and just see the amazing people that I haven't been able to reach. And so I'm just excited for that. That's so cool. 
That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Ohio. You said Cincinnati, right? Yes. Okay. That's what mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah. My, my mission president, my first one is actually from there. So. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Yeah. You'll have to, you have to look him up if you meet, uh, you know, with the last name of Guffy. Okay. Sure. And, uh, yeah. I'll look. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> They're awesome. They're awesome. But so cool. Cool. And then one of the, just kind of wrapping things up a little bit, um, as a final question, wanted to ask, what advice would you give to those who are still in high school and or preparing to serve, maybe still determining if a mission is the mm-hmm. right thing for them? What advice would you give them? Yeah. Oh man, um, I would say I would say really spend time with your heavenly Father. I think that's the main thing. You can get wrapped up on worrying if a mission is for you or when should you go out and all these little questions that can be anxieties and things like that, but. I think when you really spend time with him and having that relationship, then he's going to answer all those questions and really know and show you the way um, and let everything fall into place how it's supposed to be. And I don't know, I think that's my advice that I would give them and anyone desiring to. I like that. I like that a lot. So almost just building up that relationship with Heavenly Father as in kind of in preparation for the mission. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And even just preparation for life. Like, that's, yes, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. It reminds me of a talk from um, Elder Uchtdorf. I believe it's called of things that matter most. He talks about um, pretty much like, I forget if it's three or four relationships just to build up and um yeah, one of those is your relationship with with God, with Heavenly Father. So, yeah, that's huge. Words of wisdom, for sure. So, awesome. Well, thanks, Tara, for joining us on the show. We really do appreciate it. And uh, good luck in Ohio. You'll be a great missionary. And again, thanks for sharing your story. We really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for letting me come on. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Call to Serve podcast. We hope that the experiences and principles that have been shared have helped you either prepare for or benefit from your missionary service. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Call to Serve Media. Hope to see you next time.